Hey, everybody. Targeting Winners, Episode 11. How are you doing today? We are getting ready to go into week number two, coming off a glorious ending to week one. Florida State dismantles LSU, making a statement, making this, getting ready for the playoff run, strengthening up my future bet. So everything's happy. How are you doing, Darren? I'm doing good. My one future bet took a dump as uh, Clemson uh, apparently forgot how to punch the ball in from the one-yard line. Twice. But, uh, <laughs> twice. Yeah, I mean, come on. Hey, let's outrush and outpass the other team, but let's commit uh, seven turnovers. But uh, that's okay. It was I mean, a weird still, game, but you know, when weird. Dabo Sweeney is sad, that kind of makes me happy. So that's all It right. does kind of make me happy as well, but uh, yeah, I expect a little bit better. But, you know, again, credit to Duke, man. They came up with the plays when yeah. when they needed. So that, that bet's uh, pretty much on life support. But we are yeah. coming off a three and one Saturday. So, uh, you know. Well, hopefully we'll just keep it going. Let's so we'll so. uh let's just jump right in. We got to um we're gonna talk first about the game that we bet in the last episode that we weren't supposed to, but we went ahead and did it. We have Texas, the big game of the week. They are going to Tuscaloosa, Alabama to take on the Crimson Tide. And we have them at we think we got them at plus seven and a half. Is that correct? No, we actually got eight. them at plus eight while plus we were eight. uh recording the last show. Bet Rivers had them at plus eight. Uh, about 10 minutes before we got together to record. Uh, most of the books are still showing plus seven and a half. Uh, Bet MGM, however, is down to seven. So definitely shop around, try and get that hook. There may be a, a shop out there with eight, but I see Bet Rivers and DraftKings are both rocking seven and a half. So definitely uh, jump on that if you wanna if you wanna go along with us here. Yeah, that's gonna be a, that's gonna be a game. Is that seven thirty kickoff? Uh, I want, yeah, 7 30, 8 o'clock, somewhere around yeah. there. Um, yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to that after watching uh, the game last year. Texas should have, should have had that one, but, uh, you know, yours got, yeah, hurt. they should have. That was, uh, that was, uh, 20 to 19 final score, something like that. Yeah. And the thing that that Alabama team last year is a lot better than this one. So I, you know, I, I just had to, yeah, we had to fire. I saw the eight and I was like, bah, record without me. We're firing. So <laughs> we're going. <laughs> Yeah, so we got that at eight, but you can still get seven and a half out there at a handful of places. So uh, if you're riding along with us, by all means, grab that seven and a half. That's a, that's a good line too. I mean, I don't, I can't, I can't see that game being a blowout. I, I just can't see it. If I hope not. I mean, it's, I know Milro looked great, but again, the, the the week one, and we'll get into that as as we start breaking the the handful of bets that we've made already. Uh, you know, week one is great for overreacting in any sport, but especially college right. football. And you got all these transfers. A lot of these power schools are playing FCS opponents. Uh, you know, yeah, is it Colorado's real? Getting is ready it... to run the table. That's when everyone apparently, apparently, <laughs> earlier uh, in the year they were they were like a ten point dog in that game. Now all of a sudden they're favored. Uh, it's amazing what one week will do. Yeah, but, uh, I mean that Travis Hunter kid is an all world. He is. Talent. He was supposed to go he to Florida is. State, and Dion. Oh, so that's and, why you're bitter. Okay. No, I'm not bitter. I'm not. I'm not bitter. He. <laughs> he. If you're gonna take him, take him to out to the Pac-12, Big Twelve, out west. You know, just don't take him and go to you know Florida or Clemson Miami. or anybody like that. You know, take him two time zones away. Keep him out there. I ain't got to worry about him. It's just fun that's to watch true. him play. He. I think he had 112 receiving yards on top of being all like, over the place on defense yeah too. and he had like an interception too or something like that he had an awesome interception yeah. <laughs> that was he came out of nowhere and just snagged that one they were i think on like the three yard line maybe well uh, inside the ten at least there'll be heisman overreaction as well then so uh i mean i guess yeah uh, and his kid looks good too they're prime junior oh, the, they're, yeah um so at least those two pieces of luggage are louis 
So we don't know what uh, <laughs> what else he did, but uh, that's those two are definitely Louis uh, caliber. So uh, so we did we touched a little bit. We did the overreactions, and uh, let's look at some of our bets this week. Where do you want to start, Darren? All right. So uh, the first bet I made, I took Virginia Tech laying three at home against Purdue. Um, you know, one of the things we had touched on about the overreacting is like, well, okay, we finally got a game to to look at some of these teams and what we think we can expect. But, you know, how do we know, like, what's more likely to be legit or what's more likely, you know, maybe just like smoke and mirrors. So uh, I took a little look at the box score of Virginia Tech's last game. They did beat Old Dominion. Again, not the greatest program in the world, but still an FBS school. Uh, they won 36 to 17. Grant Wells, who I remember throwing picks like they're going out of style at Marshall, uh, transferred over to Vatech and actually had a good game. 17 to 29, 251, uh, three touchdowns, no picks. Uh, the offense as a whole, no turnovers, uh, all of their touchdown drives, 50 plus yards. So they were able to sustain some drives uh, before those touchdowns defensively. They were kind of a, a little bit of a train wreck last year in regards to turnovers. Uh, they did force uh, three turnovers in this game. And also their defensive line uh, played really well. Five sacks, nine tackles for loss, even threw a safety in there. Uh, so if Grant Wells cannot turn the ball over, maybe kind of man manage the game. Uh, Vatek, I really love them here. Um, and Purdue, you know, they lost at home 39-35 to Fresno State. Uh, if you remember our uh, Mount West preview. I was not a big fan of Fresno State. Jake Hayner had left. Uh, they only had four offensive starters returning, and they were still able to put up 39 on this defense. Uh, I do not like Purdue at all in this spot, and actually most spots uh, for this year. Uh, the Jake Hayner's replacement, Mikey Keene. You ever hear of him? Yeah, me neither. Uh, he <laughs> threw for 366 yards and four touchdowns. I mean, and <laughs> so uh, this Purdue defense looks like they're they're struggling to to start here um yeah. offensively Hudson card their qb uh he was 17 for 30 254 yards and two tds uh defensively they only managed a couple of sacks four tackles for loss now one of the things that i noticed as far as as their scoring their 35 points now first drive of the game they ended up they had an 84 yard touchdown pass so there's one third of uh the passing yards on one play they also had a 98 yard kickoff return and a 17-yard drive. That's 1-7, not 7-0. That took him eight plays to go 17 yards and finally get a touchdown. So uh, offensively, a few things there that, you know, they're not getting 98-yard kickoff returns every week, I'm guessing. And they're probably not throwing 84-yard touchdown passes either. So, uh, again, kind of look at that box score and be like, maybe Purdue offensively isn't uh, 35 points a game kind of team. But uh Defensively, this team looks like a mess. Uh, you know, Vatex defense looks pretty solid. Even when they were bad last year, they were still pretty solid on the defensive side of the ball, especially on the defensive line. Um, I do like him here. This game actually opened as a pick em, and I obviously got the worst of the number because overnight it jumped to minus three. Um, but I did lock in at minus three. I, I think Purdue's coming into coming into a tough spot here. And of course, the one handicapping factor that nobody thinks of, Virginia Tech does always enter to Metallica. So, I mean, you have to factor that in. Well, obviously. I mean, I, I didn't want to share that with anybody, but, you know. I well, mean, you, see that, you can see those things on YouTube sometimes, and it is a pretty wild scene. I want to get up there and catch a, catch a game. I got it's, some friends it's that nuts, went there. But I, you know, that's a hidden handicapping factor that not too many people think about. But uh, <laughs> it's a tough place to play, regardless of, of how yes. the Virginia Tech yes. team is looking. Um, I mean, they upset uh, number 10 North Carolina last year in the opening game of the season, and they were an unranked team at the time. So 
I like Virginia Tech minus a three here. Uh, we did already bet this and locked it in. So that's where that's my first bet of the weekend. Nice. I'm going to take us over to our favorite conference, the MAC. So, of course. So we got the MAC. We've got Ohio. They're getting five points and they're going to Florida Atlantic. Uh, Rourke's going to be playing. It's just pretty simple. I think the MAC is way better than the double AC. So, um, I expect them to come in, perform. I don't even think it's going to be close. I think they're going to win. I think they might win going away, maybe by, you know, as many as 17. So I think this line is poorly placed. I think this is an easy bet. Uh, this jumped out at me. So I got Ohio and five going on the road to Florida Atlantic. Yeah, I have Curtis Rourke is healthy. Uh, he did get injured last week. He was day to day, but uh, we did get five when we placed this uh, before we started recording. It's down to four, even as low as three and a half in some places. So that does tell me he's healthy and good to go. I mean, dude's the best quarterback in the MAC. I mean, and the team got to the MAC final last year without him. Uh, so obviously with him, they're way more dangerous. Not a fan of FAU this year. Uh, if Rourke even didn't play, I certainly would have taken the five. Um, but yeah, if, if you want to get on this, if Rourke's definitely good to go, which it certainly looks like he is, uh, try and grab that four, which is currently available at Bet Rivers. Uh, MGM and DraftKings are showing plus three and a half. Uh, I would imagine as the news come out that he's a definite, that might go down to three, possibly two and a half. So uh, definitely jump on that early. Fives are long gone. Like I said, we we, we place these bets a day or two before we record. Um, but yeah, I, I like that one as well. Yeah, I think it's an easy one. So I think I think the first two, I think some of these just jump out and you wonder, it's almost too easy. You wonder what the... <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, none of this is easy because if it was, uh, you know... Well, yeah, we... <laughs> <laughs> always something goes wrong. And again, we, we, we don't want to overreact from week one to week two. But in the case of Ohio... Yeah, they go as work goes. So if work is a go, then so is Ohio for any any bet of the week. Definitely, Absolutely. I agree with that totally. All right, we got two more here for uh, for this week. Uh, what you got, Darren? Yeah, so uh, I'm going back to my uh, Big Twelve Conference champion pick here. Uh, I did take the Oklahoma State Cowboys. How about them Cowboys? How about them? Uh, they are three and a half point road favorite at Arizona State. Uh, so again, I kind of dug into the box score here. Uh, Oklahoma state had multiple people who could play quarterback for them. Well, all three of them got action. Uh, and I believe the one that had the fewest pass attempts had eight pass attempts. So they all got some action. Uh, they combined to go 30 for 48. So none of them really had a bad game. Um, I'm usually not a fan of that. Uh, usually if you have two quarterbacks, you don't have any, have any uh, these right. guys seem to think they have three. <laughs> um, maybe, you know, but Gundy's been coaching 19 years, so maybe he's going to try and like light a fire under one of these guys and have somebody try and step up. Uh, Arizona state's a great opponent to have somebody step up. Um, and it's the same thing all over the place. They had three running backs that had six or more carries. They had five wide receivers that had at least three receptions. So Gundy looks like he's just throwing everything out there, hopes that something sticks and maybe they can get a, a coherent 11 out there on offense. Uh, but again, defensively, they did play Central Arkansas again, you know, week one, the old FCS opponent. Again, they had five sacks, nine tackles for loss. They won by 14. Uh, so defensively, they looked OK. And again, their three touchdown drives, 80, 93 and 78 yards. So they were doing quite well, sustaining some nice long drives there before getting touchdowns. 
but then again, this play is kind of more like a, a Arizona State fade. Uh, I mean, they didn't have a lot coming back. Uh, Herm Edwards kind of destroyed that program before yes. he uh, <laughs> before he left. Um, it's good timing 30, on his part, I guess. He's he's a genius. Uh, <laughs> so they were a thirty-four and a half point home favorite against Southern Utah, and they won by three. Uh, and I think part of that is besides the team, maybe not being great, uh, about five days before they took the field, they were informed that because of everything that Herm Edwards and his coaching staff had done, mm, yeah. uh, they did a self-imposed bull ban, uh, which tells me that the NCAA is getting ready to drop the hammer pretty hard on them. Uh, that works wonders for morale and motivation. It, it sure does. And I, I mean, you, you beat a, a FCS team by three points when you were favored by 10 times that. I don't know how excited these kids are to play the season. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, Drew Pine, when is the transfer portal open? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I just feel bad for those kids because it's right, like right. they're being punished and it's nothing not their is fault. their fault. But again, how excited can you be to go out there every week knowing that like, hey, you know what? Whether we win six games or not, we're not going to a bowl game, so who cares? Uh, Drew Pine was supposed to start. He's got an ankle injury. Jaden Rashida went no in. Yeah, it did all right, 18 to 31, 236 yards, a couple touchdowns. But again, it's Southern Utah. When when you play these FCS teams, you know, you gotta at least show something against these FCS teams. And a three-point win doesn't instill a whole lot of confidence. Uh the spread does seem kind of low to me. Maybe everybody's anti-Oak State, but uh offensively, I mean they got a lot of people that could contribute. I guess it's just a matter of finding one or two that can actually get it done. But I'm gonna take the Cowboys here and I'm gonna lay the three and a half. Okay. I had another one, my last one for this week. Um, we almost talked ourselves into betting it on Monday or Sunday, rather. Um, it was a USC. They're playing Stanford. Uh, I think the line is minus 29. That is what we got. Yes, That's what we got. And it hasn't moved. Um, I was expecting it to go up. Um, I, I thought another, this is another one of the Ohio Florida Atlantic game. Uh, I think it's a poorly placed line. I don't see them, you know, losing by, you know, less than that. I, I can't imagine Sanford scores much more than they might get a touchdown. Maybe. I mean, I don't, maybe 10, 10 is like the max and I, I can take USC scoring. They can score 40, you know, 40, 50 points with anybody. So I, I don't see why they would have any trouble with Stanford. Uh, again, another easy bet. Hey, you know, I know it sounds uh, elementary, but I think this is just you are so jinxing us, <laughs> right? <laughs> Stanford upsets as a mall USC. <laughs> I think a lot of that is, you know, Stanford, there was all this talk about Hawaii and that Hawaii line moved uh, from like plus 10 to plus three. Like everybody was anti Stanford and pro Hawaii. So now that Stanford got a win. I think everybody's just looking at Stanford. Oh, maybe they're not that bad, and USC's defense is still questionable. No, I but Stanford is really bad. bad. They are yeah. really bad. I mean, this is going to be a situation where you know USC could easily be covering this by halftime. It just depends on when are they going to pull the starters. Um, but yeah, I mean this this should be ugly. And you know what? This spread's going to go up at probably like eight o'clock at night when people who don't listen to us are losing their bets. And then they need to chase because, you know, the good old West Coast favorites, oh, that's yeah. where all the money's going to go. Chase. So, yeah, this will be 31 by kickoff. Uh, I'm probably willing to bet that that's the case. But, uh, yeah, 29 does seem kind of low. I think people are overvaluing Stanford here. Uh, yeah, I, I agree with this one as well. 
Absolutely. So, so let's uh, recap our bets for this week, Darren. We got, um, yes, go ahead. Get, uh, yeah, let me get the list up here. All right. So we have Texas over Alabama. We are getting eight points at bet rivers. Uh, we have Virginia tech minus three over Purdue. Uh, we have Ohio plus five uh, over Florida Atlantic. Again, that line is dropping. So jump on that soon. Uh, we have Oklahoma state minus three and a half over Arizona state and USC minus 29 over Stanford. We got five good ones right there. Let's hope so. I think so. And I would like good. a like a four and one to improve from our three and one. Right, that, that would, would be, be really great. Yeah, that would be outstanding. Three and be. two just seems like not okay. So yeah, I think we need to do a four and one. <laughs> that would be great. That's right. We want winners. We do want so, winners. Yes, we do. So let's uh, move ahead. Let's do our little quick segment here. We got the RPO segment. Uh, we picked a few games here, and uh, we're gonna maybe run with them, or we're gonna pass on them. Our first game, we got Ole Miss at Tulane. What do you think, Darren? Uh, I've I've been kind of anti-Tulane, much to uh, one listener, our buddy Ray. He uh, He's all pro-Tulane. He doesn't like when I bash them. But uh, it says something when the road team is favored by six and a half here. Uh, I would not play this, but uh, I would kind of lean Ole Miss here. Yeah, just... I don't want to get stuck in the hole. You know, they're from the SEC, so they're probably going to win. But this, I think this, I'm I'm passing on this one as well. There's no way I'm touching. It's at Tulane, um, you know, down in New Orleans, crazy city. So, um, yeah, that would be a pass from me. And now let's go to uh, the Fighting Irish at North Carolina State. They're given seven and a half. This is an interesting line. It is because Notre Dame hasn't really played anybody. Uh, Sam Hartman's been pretty darn near close to perfect in his time out there. Uh, seven and a half. Always, always a little leery to, to lay that extra half a point on a key number. Uh, you know, Notre Dame's had some defensive line depth issues. They haven't really shown up in the first two games. You know, Navy and Tennessee State or whoever the heck they played last week. Uh, NC State will present more of a challenge, but. Their offensive line is still ridiculous. They can still run the ball, and they've got Sam Hartman. I, I mean, I wouldn't bet this one either, uh, but I could see Notre Dame coming. Especially with their running clock. Right yeah, and NC State, they've seen Hartman before too. Yeah. So they've um, – and and they're, they always sneak up on people. I don't think um, – you know, I don't think they're that – I don't think they're awesome, but I don't think they're that bad. I think – are they – I mean, I think the polls are useless anyway. But no, I don't know what the yeah, I mean, they got about them. Yeah, they but. got Brandon Armstrong transferred from Virginia after they lost Devin Leary, so they definitely have a better passing uh, QB. Uh, you know, but they struggled against UConn uh, in Week Zero. Um, it, it'd definitely be an interesting game, Notre Dame's first true test, I think. But uh, from what I've seen so far, if I had to make a bet on that, I, I would think Notre Dame would cover this. Yeah, I'm. I'm I'm saying away. I'm passing total pass. Um, yeah, total pass here. And let's we had another game that we almost talked ourselves into the other night. Um, Kansas giving three with Illinois. Um, so we're so worried about Daniels. Um, you know, has a line the line's been pretty steady, hasn't it? Yeah, it's kind of stayed. And when we touched on this, we weren't sure if that line was put out there thinking that he was gonna play or he was gonna miss the game. Uh it looks like he's gonna go. Uh and this line didn't move. So that, that kind of worries me a little bit. Um, again, with a back issue, I mean, just takes one blindside hit or it gets tackled and lands wrong or something. He could be out of the game in the first quarter again. Uh too risky, you know, especially when you're talking about in all likelihood the best player on the field. So, yep, I, I can easily pass this game. And, uh, there's there's plenty of other ones I could choose yeah. from if I had to. 
got a pass happy offense this week. We do. I think so. But uh, up until now, um, people are riding that bandwagon. It looks like they're jumping on the Colorado bandwagon. So we got Colorado giving three points to Nebraska. We talked about the couple pieces of Louis uh, luggage that he brought with him. Uh, I remember watching the Nebraska-Minnesota game. Nebraska looked kind of slow. Colorado looked very fast. Um, I think uh, quick beats big. Um, I think it's going to be electric there. Uh, Dion's going to have them ready to play. And I, I'm i going to jump on the bandwagon for at least one week. I am going to run with Colorado giving three to Nebraska. Or it might be three and a half, actually. Uh, I think DraftKings had it three, but I'm sure in some places there's three and a half because that Colorado hype is going to continue because uh, Dion will make sure that it does. <laughs> no yeah, I, he's good at that. I yeah, I don't know whether I'm just not feeling the RPO games this week, but yeah, I got to pass on this one too because like Nebraska's defense looked okay. Their problem was Jeff Sims, who I said is turnover prone, uh, threw three picks against Minnesota uh, week zero. I would expect a better performance, but he was running all over the place. I mean, he could give the Colorado defense some trouble. Um, you know, Nebraska's defense is way better than TCU's. Uh, but yeah, there's just that too much. True. You know, is Colorado just going to go crazy again? Are they going to be able to do the same things offensively against Nebraska that they did against TCU? I'm not sure, and I would not put my money on any of it waiting to find out. So, yeah, I'm a big wuss, and I'm passing on this game as well. <laughs> but okay. but if, I, if I if you had to bet it and you said you would take uh, the Buffaloes, yeah, man. I'm going to take the Buffaloes, yeah. So Not an official bet, but, yeah, you're saying not, if you had to. Right. <laughs> but, um, and, of course, as usual, I'm going to pass on my Florida State Seminoles. I don't bet on my team. They got a game against – Southern Miss, it's worth noting, I keep hearing stories of long ago when a future quarterback and girls volleyball financier named Brett Fall. All right, so we lost him. So I'm just going to continue here. Yeah, Florida State possible letdown after uh, – after their big game against LSU, not sure uh, I would take them in this spot. But yeah, he, he's not going to bet on them either because that's his team. But uh, the last game we're looking at, and I'm just doing a shout out to my little girl here who attends Wilkes University in Pennsylvania. Uh, she was very upset that I have not mentioned her yet on all these shows. So her school comes to play my alma mater this Saturday, <laughs> RPI. Uh, I asked her for a scouting report. All she told me was Wilkes is bad. So... You know, honey, thanks for listening and supporting dad. Uh, I'm sorry your football team's not very good. Uh, but, you know, we'll try and take it easy on you this Saturday. All right. So I don't know what happened to Tim, but those are our plays for this week. Uh, good luck to everybody. And again, if you want to email us, uh, we are at CFBDudes at yahoo.com. If there's any other games you want some uh, info or uh, an opinion on, we will certainly email you back and let you know what we're thinking so uh thanks again for listening we will see you sunday morning with our wrap up from saturday's place have a good night everybody